Welcome to episode 10. Let's check out what we'll hear about today. To say like, oh, well, this is a thing. Interactive syllabus yeah. is a thing. Do you should it. do it. Right? And it's like, it's, it's good. It's a new collaboration between yeah. Microsoft and Google. It's going to be a product that really works well sometimes. <laughs> Again, I think this is kind of the episode of caveats where it's like, if you aren't in a place where you need something like this, my only caveat to what uh, we're saying here is don't do it just because it's cool. Welcome back to another episode of High Tech, the Higher Education Educational Technology Podcast, hosted by William Illingworth. I think that's me. Yep. And Joshua Swartz was Swazi? No? Sw- yeah, maybe. Swazi. Yeah. That's like my... shawarma? Yeah, it's like shawarma. Let's um, go get some shawarma. So, fun fact, I don't know if I've ever had shawarma. Hmm. Um, we should change that. I feel like I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a kebab spot on Queen Street. Oh, okay. They Solid. might have shawarma. Yeah, okay. There we go. Uh, we're back. This is an episode. Who knows which one it'll be? We never know. Yeah. It's like a lottery effect. It's a surprise. Um, we kind of just record an episode and spin the wheel, see where it lands in the lineup. Uh, we are, as always, trying something new with technology. So we did do two episodes tonight, and one episode is going to sound one way, and the other episode is going to sound a complete yep. different way. We don't follow our own guidelines. <laughs> no, right. We tell you all to test things before doing stuff, and then we don't do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's the glory of having your own podcast you get to do it how you want to do it yeah now tonight uh we are gonna talk about or whenever you're listening um a couple of things in kind of like the content management space but uh specifically starting out a conversation on the interactive syllabus now josh was telling me he's done some research on this subject trying to figure out a couple different things about what an interactive syllabus even is i don't know (laughs) but one of the things that's really important about this idea is like, right, what's a syllabus, right? So we just need to start with the ground yeah. rules of the fact that a syllabus is a central document that you create to set the expectation for you and your students on what will be learned in the, scor- the, the scope of your course. That might include policies that are required by your university or by your institution, uh, but most of it is going to be something you create following a general template, providing information. Okay, redundant, right? Will, I've written 20 syllabus in the last year. You don't need to tell me what these are. No problem. Just want to set the ground rules, right? Because an interactive syllabus is going to start from that and start to beg the question, like, what should a student do with a syllabus? What should be the interaction with a syllabus? Should they just read it and throw it out? Should it go in the book bag like it always did? Should it get stashed away in a file? Like, what do you think the purpose of the syllabus is you, what do you, have you have you kind of put some thoughts to that josh yeah i mean i think um in my space i'm not putting as much deep thought into this as some of my other co-workers are but i think the the point of this with the syllabus is like however you you know i hear people define it as a contract i don't necessarily like that terminology as much i think it is a uh, like i like your wording there like a guiding document i think it is a a reference point for the student it's to help you know, break down what experience they're going to have and why um, it's uh, it does a lot of things like, right. It breaks down the structure of your course, you know, down to the activities, how the grading is going to work. You know um, it also, uh, I know when we were working on setting up like software for syllabi at our institution, like there was discussions about sections where, you know, it's not just about putting a list of SLOs for a student, 
and your activities, like describe what the course is going to be like, you know, like sell the course essentially. Like it's, um, yes, they might already be taking the course most likely by the time they get the syllabus, but it's your chance to introduce them to the experience and the learning they're going to, they're going to embark on over that, that point. And also I think it's still a reference point for, um, questions and, uh, kind of leading them towards understandings of things right i feel like logistics yeah logistics logistics. how to get in contact what the grading should be like stuff like that and and i I wanted to double back just a second like you you know kind of i i know the um culture around syllabi at your institution at least pretty well from from when i worked there um my institution does have some requirements in different units that syllabi have to be available, like you said, as an advertising thing. Like, like oh, one yeah. of our units, all syllabi for all courses have to be up to date. There has to be a, a website link that someone can go to and see the skin and bones of the course. It just doesn't have to be like the meat of the assignments, but they have. It has to have a course schedule. It has to have the grading system. It has to have the basic assignments listed, right? And so that syllabus is available at all times on a website and that's like you know it's there's gonna be every different flavor of that at each yeah. at each institution I feel like everybody's got their different experience like we're in an environment where i think there's discussion about where that happens um but right now practically if somebody's reaching out for syllabi they they can probably get a copy uh early but there's no requirement sure, to have it sure. you know within a certain period other than when the period of like for us when our course is open um to students now I, I see the value in it being earlier. I see the value in it being a tool like that because you're you are showing there's there's something about like showing a student earlier what a course is going to be like before they get into it or before what they jump into so that they have an expectation. Their expectations are right. Uh, they understand it. And I've seen other institutions or uh, learning you know companies or things like that who have similar dynamics where they have syllabi out early that break down the course. And this is where I think this interactive element comes in um, as a conversation. And, and I'll give background. Like for me, um, I'm not going to pretend like I'm like some expert on this. We're both exploring this. I, this idea it was simply like a, uh, you know, so you can get behind the fourth wall of the high tech podcast um, <laughs> of how these ideas come about. It's literally Will and I like, Oh, that seems like a fun thing to talk about. Uh, why don't we do that? That seems cool. Or, or something happens in yeah. our job. Each yeah. Day. And like, we're oh, like, man, uh, we should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to talk more about that. And so like, I think interactive syllabus was suggested because I've had some interaction with, it. I think we both have. Um, and we just wanted to kind of like dig in and talk about it a little bit um, and have like a, a, an avenue to do that. And so like, for me, where this comes in is this idea of like, okay, if this is supposed to be a document that breaks down the course, well, uh, is usable for the student is something that they can get this information off of. They can get expectations set. Uh, there's some important stuff like policies and things that need to be in these syllabi uh, that we get all rosy about the way we talk about syllabus and philosophical. But the reality is there's also stuff like disability and information and yep. um, uh, like plagiarism, pol- you know, like in academic, academic integrity. integrity policies, like stuff like that is going to be in the winter syllabi. weather policy yeah, like for those, us, you know, and those aren't the flowery things we like to talk about, but the reality students need to know them. They're in the syllabus. And so if the point is that they're supposed to see this information and interact with it, I think where an interactive syllabus comes in is to say, okay, is there a better way to do this than other than just handing them this document with a bunch of bullets on it? Um, and yeah, especially and, and... in our digital world today, is there a way to do this that, that gets a little bit more interactive and integrates and kind of gets into the experience that they're getting into. 
And that's where my like interaction with this topic came up most recently. So I, I've been talking with some of your current colleagues, some of my former colleagues with about this idea, you know, for five or six years. But like most recently last year, I came across a faculty member who um, had his traditional Microsoft Word syllabus. He had to. That's fine. But then he put forward a slide-based, slide-by-slide design of his syllabus to the students with clickable links and an embedded YouTube video explaining a section and, like, all this other stuff. And I was, I was just like, wow, if you put them side-by-side, word-for-word, word, all the same content, you know, yeah. all the required policies, everything he had to do. But the delivery, the visual just experience of the slide-by-slide slide design, I mean, it's just a PowerPoint, but with images with you know links with pictures of him with him describing things like that to me was really i think interesting now like you said before that's that could just be some rosy you know pizzazz kind of stuff it does it have value i don't know like i think that there's a place for it to have value and you might you might have those students do things as a result of reading your syllabus now like yeah. when they watch your video introducing the course description they should respond to the first discussion post think you know telling you if they think that it, the course is going to be interesting for what you've described. I, I don't know, but like yeah. there could be more to it than just read the syllabus and throw it away. Yeah. Well, and I think like where, I, cause I've been trying to think about this too, cause I, I'll be, I'll be transparent with, as I've dug into this idea and stuff like that, there's, there's part of me because of my love of technology and visuals and stuff like that, that loves this idea. And then there's the other part of me that's like, okay, the reality is this, you do an interactive syllabus, but you're going to end up being like Will's faculty member, okay? Like, let's just, let's be blunt, okay? None of us are convincing the institution to be like, let's do, let's do a crazy interactive syllabus as our template. Everyone okay? should now, do it. Now, am I looking around, there's some institutions that have those options for faculty, but most of them, I think, are going to be PDF syllabus. You do something interactive on your own to create the syllabus. But here's where I think there's value to it. I think maybe I'm trying to find that point because I like this idea enough that I want to like ground it somewhere. Um, I think where this comes out of because here's what I've I've found in the very brief research I did outside of my normal job interactions with it um, is this: uh, this term interactive syllabus means a billion things to a billion different people. Okay, if you go Google interactive syllabus right now, here's what I'm going to tell you you're going to find. You're going to find anything from somebody who set up a Google Doc that basically looks like their syllabus, but it just has links. You're going to find people who, uh, there's an institution that defines the interactive syllabus as uh, like a video recording of walking through the syllabus. Um, now, they encourage stuff like what Will's talking about, like slides that visually show what the syllabus is. Um to people who have literally created like HTML pages uh, for their like syllabus, a website. <laughs> like websites, um, it's it's the gambit, okay, of who how they define it. If I really had to get it out of this way, it's like the the core of the concept of interactive syllabus is really just using the I think the available multimedia and visual tools that we have to try to communicate what's in the syllabus in a way that is more understandable and uh, longer lasting for the student. Um, like to use those tools to communicate what's in the syllabus clearly, because obviously what ends up happening in the syllabus con context for a lot of faculty, I think is this, it's like, how do I get my students to actually read what's there? Okay. Um, and now we find other solutions. Like, 
we maybe have an activity in our in our assignment or we go the dreaded <laughs> the dreaded sit down and read the syllabus in class together so we make sure they know the information but that doesn't solve the problem either of uh no questions you know um and uh like the i think the point is is that we keep seeing how do i get my students to to clearly know what's there not just so that I get less questions, but so that they have the right expectations and understand what the course is going to be like. Um, and so I think that um, that's important um, to to talk through. And so for me, I think that's the core of the interactive syllabus idea is leveraging those tools to do that. Um, I don't know. Would you agree? Like from your your thinking about this, kind of what you've dealt with. Absolutely, because in in my opinion, what you're just pointing at, Josh, point uh, like looks back at the value and the motivation, right? Like, if we want the students to read the syllabus, we don't have to make it some big hypermedia interactive experience to get them to do that. We could, like that old Clear Eye commercial guy with Ben Stein or whatever, you know, just just rotely read and the syllabus will mean to you that you should read the course objectives for the day like we don't have to do that to get it done but we could say that there has to be a discussion related to it you could put it in a a syllabus quiz you could give them five points for reading it and and do put like an easter egg in it you know you have to find the word in paragraph 16 sentence two that means blah 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 there are ways to get the students to actually open the syllabus and read it for more than two seconds that don't require recording a five minute video and, yeah. and creating hyperlinks and using Google docs. Like I don't think I, I, I like, I like your point there. I don't think that the interactive syllabus is the goal. I think it's a cool tool. I think it's a, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. What I want to know is does the faculty member find that the students don't read the syllabus and therefore have impediments in their learning experience as they go through the course is there something that like they don't read the syllabus so they don't read that they have to download tableau you know the data crunching software before they start the course and they get into week three and they don't have tableau yet and they don't understand the assignments and they're freaking out if they had done that day one downloaded the software done the experience you know what i mean like that would have really been a big help so now the question is if that's the issue is that really a failure of the syllabus is it a failure of the student I don't know where the failure is, but you could have just made an assignment in week one saying download Tableau. Like you yeah. didn't have to do a whole interactive syllabus to get them to do Tableau specifically if that's the learning breakdown, right? I think we always have an opportunity in this moment to say, what's the need? Do some analysis. Like my students are not prepared for the course. We get into week four. They don't have their textbook. They don't have their software downloaded. They're still not using the correct uh, you know, discussion forum etiquette that I that I outlined in the syllabus. Oh, okay. So that's meaning a majority of your students are not reading your syllabus and you're counting on your syllabus to be the foundation of the first three weeks of your course. Now we can work with that. There's something we can do yeah. to address that issue. And it may not be an interactive syllabus. However, that is a good opportunity for an interactive syllabus. If they could go through the whole syllabus experience and after reading section one, it told them, click here to go download Tableau and then you can continue to section two. Great. You know what I mean? Like that's a helpful learning step to get them to do that task. That's going to improve the the course experience. Yeah, And I think to the level that you do this is going to depend on your your environment and your situation. Because where I'm still torn is, right, um, I was reading a lot of what people were doing with the interactive syllabus concept and I was like, okay, 
Um, this also still kind of sounds like what we do with the LMS. Like the LMS is also basically a large interactive syllabus. If we think about it this way, it's a deconstructed syllabus. It's an environment. It's taking what the syllabus breaks down and putting it into a digital environment um, to break down. Cause that's the type of stuff we encourage for faculty is right. Like if you're setting up courses, set up assignments to download Tableau or the thing that your student needs to download or um, set up assignments that reference back. But what I really like the concept of an interactive syllabus is there's some stuff, right, that's in the syllabus that can be put in the instructions for an activity um, that should be put there. But sometimes there's stuff that's, like, I think easily referenced back to the syllabus without having to go through all the details of, like, um, you know, this discussion's a part of these, you know, three, you know, grouping of discussions or you know please reference back to the attendance policy about this type of stuff and an interactive syllabus does give you a way to kind of link back and forth between these things in a way that you don't do in a normal just like pdf um well and, and like at. like a simple a simple interactive syllabus that would alleviate some problems and and make it more useful right okay we're talking canvas top of the page of modules is module one or start here yeah. module or module zero. And the top of that is syllabus. Okay. That syllabus can have your whole 15 page document in it, but right after syllabus should be another item that just says logistical items. That includes your office hours, your name, your email address, your preferred communication etiquette. Do should they address you dear doctor? So-and-so should they just be informal? And then there can be a separate page below that that says, required policies where they can see the academic integrity policy you know something like that even is like at any time they know they could go back and quickly get to the policies and not have to go back to your 15 page document and scroll through yeah. 12 pages to get to the policy section like i think that we don't have to make a special google doc or a, or a, or a big video to make the interactive we can just reuse the information in a more functional way like clicking clicking on sections to get the information or uh you and i were just looking at before the episode you're showing me kind of a template that you all have worked on in the past for an html syllabus in canvas right and at the very top of it is the tab table of yeah. contents Cl click on each section click on here to take find, you yeah. to and, and the point i think go. is just like it's leveraging some of the technology to say right can we create a, a syllabus that is more usable for the student um that is more easily access and i think that's where now i'm not going to bash on some of the like we've talked about the ideas of like the video maybe the video is not the solution i will say this where i think a video could be helpful and where people talk about this and where your example of this right was presentation is um part of the syllabus isn't just breaking down the course but it's also walking through what the learning experience is going to be like and it, there's yeah. value i think as the instructor to say okay what if i break this down in a few slides um not a video where you're literally just here's here's where i push against not a video where you're just literally reading the syllabus pdf and you're expecting them to also be reading it like to do some visuals like walk them through what the experience is going to be one of the things i've been more convinced of out of this interactive syllabus thing is we could maybe solve a lot of understanding problems if we just at least broke down the uh grading categories or assignment groups whatever you want to call them <laughs> if we broke them down as a darn pie chart instead of just like random percentages uh because there's something about a visual of that um yeah. like where it's one thing to say this uh, this grouping is worth 50 percent of your grade it's another thing to show a visual of a chart the pie chart and say it's, like it's worth 50 percent of your grade you know and you walk yeah. them through that um, but even just, like, walk them through what those activities are going to be. You know, I see, like, short descriptions of we're going to have, like, weekly discussions each week. I think there's a lot of power in an instructor, you know, when walking through their video, say, hey, we're going we're gonna to walk through some of these discussions per week. And here's why. Like, here's here's some of why we're going to be doing this and why yeah. 
the I have that statement in there about wanting you to participate this much. You know, this is there's value to this in your learning. And that is not communicated perfectly in a document or a written space. And that's why I think sometimes the instructor, your goal of walking them through is not just to read everything that's there. It's to give the context to what's there and why it's important. Um, so that's maybe where I've been brought over to the video concept that like at least like an introductory video doesn't solve all your problems. But I do think it gives some more value to the syllabus document or the interactive syllabus that you're working with. Um, yeah, I, get, yeah I, I hope you guys can feel out of this. Like, we're, We don't have developed opinions about this just yet. I feel like we're kind of on the fence about this idea. That's fair. And like I was, I was going to say here, like, it comes back to your needs. Yeah, I, yeah. I, think that, I think that different faculty may or may not need this and, yeah. and different levels of this, depending on what the issue is that you're experiencing. If you don't have any issues, just keep putting out the doc. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a day. It's fine. If you don't want to go this direction, that's fine. Like, I don't think you need to. I think there's this pressure in ed tech uh, to say, like, oh, well, this is a thing. Interactive syllabus yeah. is a thing. So do you should it. do it. Right? And it's like, it's it's good. Um, and there's ways about it. And I think we're going to talk about a tool usage that is similar to this, although it's it's not perfectly just about interactive syllabus. It's about something broader. Um but uh, there's definitely ways to do it. Now, there's other ways if you do want to get into it, I, I would encourage this. There are people who have done things with them. I will throw this out um, because I love the tool. We've talked about it. It's our first episode tool. It maybe holds a special place in my heart now because of that. Um, I saw people doing this through Canva, uh, and they almost sold me on it um, for a second. Um, only because, like, it was a guy doing, like, a multimedia class. And uh, he was creating, like screenshots of the media that they were going to go through. So like, you know, covers of the media and he added links into it to the activities that they were going to be doing for that with explanation of why these were the, the media elements they were going to review and look at. Um, and there's something about that a PDF just doesn't do. And there was something even just me looking at it. I got excited about the course um, and I wasn't even taking it. Okay. So like, well, and that's so authentic too, yeah. right? Like he's a media course use media do you it better. Like, yeah. like it's good um and i love and i do have a special place in my heart for some of these interactive syllabi that do do stuff like graph breakdowns of the assignment groups or grading categories and stuff like that like in a visual way there was another person who did something through i think it was maybe canva that had like uh, instead of just like paragraphs that said like policies they had like awesome like banner visuals at the bottom that were like policies uh like participation, things like that, you know, different colored. And I will tell you this, I immediately picked them up because it was visually designed. Right. right. And that's right. the other argument. Those on the side of the interactive syllabus will say is say nobody in digital media or content creation says the way that your normal syllabus is set up is actually going to be visually helpful for people to understand information. So why are we not taking what people say is visually helpful in a design premise and doing it to our syllabus if it's such an important document. Um, So I'm, I'm back and forth on it. I I think it really just depends on the time that you're willing to put into it, your resources. Um, Like I would love in my environment to do like an actual HTML, like page in canvas. um, But we're an office that has resources to do that. We're not just a regular faculty member. I would never encourage my normal faculty member to go learn HTML and set that up. Um, so I think it just depends on your environment is kind of where I'm at with it. It's clear Josh and I do not have the answers, uh, but we are interested in the conversation as always. Now, who does have the answer is Google. 
And <laughs> frankly, if we want to know how to step forwards into this to maybe create our own interactive yeah. syllabi. Some of our K-12 friends are like, yeah, they do have all the answers. Google's the perfect ed tech. <laughs> I think we need some Google in our lives. So the app, the app tonight is actually kind of twofold. It's, it's all right. It's Google is Google. If you need Google, you just want all of it. Um, what I wanted to bring forward is kind of this idea that Google slides could be used as a content management system. So the app, if you will, if we have to throw one app on the board, it's Google Slides. Of course, you could integrate Google Drive, anything, Google Word, Google Docs, etc. You know, <laughs> Google Word. The Google new thing. tool. I don't know if you guys knew about yeah. it. It's a new collaboration between yeah. Microsoft and Google. It's going to be a product that really works well sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the idea here, this comes from that faculty member I mentioned. So not only did he do that slide-by-slide interactive syllabus in Google, Google Slides. He did his entire course in Google Slides. And what I mean by that is all narrative content, uh, lesson pages, um, instructions, assignment prompts, rubrics, his syllabus, everything he did, he built in Google Slides. Because if he's teaching two or three sections, he could put those he could embed those into his learning management system and then only edit them in one place like how frustrating is it if you ever have to manage more than one course section and you don't have them merged or whatever is going on you have to edit each of those course sections separately his reaction to that was let's use google slides i'll do all of my content creation in one place and then paste it in everywhere else even better semester to semester all he has to do is copy his google folder and and make a new make a whole new copy of it and then he can just relink everything so he doesn't even he can even leave the old stuff linked to the old course and he can leave it be as like an archive version he can make edits moving forwards and not impact the old stuff like it's really easy to use google slides this way because as with as it works with google i can make one document with links to that wherever i want and this works with Google Docs. It, it works with Google Slides, Google Sheets, etc. Um, I've said Google so many times here. My phone keeps lighting up because it is an Android product. And it's <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> so I'll just put that out of the way. Um, it's like Google, Google, Google. What? What? What do you want? What do you want? Turns my house lights off, unlocks the door, changes my bank account number. Who knows? Um, I hope not. That'd be <laughs> terrifying. But the idea here is like a content management system controlling your learning content you have in your I, i've seen so many faculty members like folder systems and stuff of their courses like i've seen the folks that got you know the last 20 years of their teaching in folders in chronological spring fall spring fall summer summer spring fall you know that kind of stuff and there's lesson pages in there prompts assignments clippings scans etc hey google throw it in google drive build those things into slides or build those things into docs and then just Drop them into your, your content, into your learning management system. Josh might defend Canvas as a good content management system. I wouldn't. Um, but Listen, but I, I think wouldn't... it's... Let me, let, me, let me jump in here for a second because I feel like I just got <laughs> thrown under the bus. So um, the license plate yeah, on that okay, one. Okay, like the... Uh, here, here's my argument, okay? I don't... I think Canvas as is, is as good of an LMS 
content management system as the other major content management systems. I feel like I have to play this politically in case somebody uh, who I know listens to this. Um, I think like there are flaws in those bigger tools, absolutely, that make it harder sometimes to manage content. Um, I don't think Canvas is any worse at it than the other bigger parties like Schoology or Blackboard or... Um, now, I will say this, um, the, my concern, because Will knows this, we've talked about this before this idea came in, um, I am I am not as sold on this concept, other than, like, I, I get some of the, the premises about it, um, I, uh, I do appreciate that, so some things that, like, I had faculty who used to store all of their stuff in their LMS course, and when we moved to a new system, um, they were surprised when it was like I wasn't gonna like help like I wasn't I wasn't gonna like export Where'd all, all my of content that for go, you. Josh? You know, like it's not I'm not gonna so um like there is there's a bonus to this that you have more control over your own management of it. Um to Will's point, I do think there is some value in this concept that like you can do some different things with a present like content management in the way that you can't do in canvas. You can do in canvas with the right knowledge. A normal faculty member couldn't do like the, the, uh, the interactiveness of the slides and the visuals. Like there's, there's some easier ways to do that. Google slides that an average faculty member can do that I think is a bonus. And it's easy to manage outside. Like you said, in the folders, make those changes. Um, my, I think one big issues with it, um, is that uh, it's accessibility nightmare um, because uh, there's going to be some issues with those embedded or linked tools. Um, and uh, yeah, and there are some features in an LMS that you get with generating in their rich con, like their, their text box sure. and things like that, video integration, stuff like that. You're using another tool on top of another tool. And sometimes it, like there's complexities in my opinion that come up with that. Um, this guy who did it was obviously he knew his Google slides well, right. there's a reason he did it at Google Slides. He knows Google Slides better than Canvas um, and chose to go that route. And that's fine. And you showed me some of what he did, and it was really cool. Like, he had some cool stuff in there um, that, uh, like, some sweet pictures of himself with, like, thumbs up or something, if I remember correctly. So, like, uh, in a star. He, like, yeah. he cropped himself into a star somehow. Yeah. And... So, my point here is that it's just this idea. This is not unheard of in our area of teaching of having a outside content management system, like yeah. something else you're building your content in and putting it into the LMS that you have. Um, and I think Google slides does provide an easy solution for those who want to pursue that route. Uh, would maybe be my middle ground that I would say like Google slides, I think has a good solution for that without you having to get into any of the big players of content management, and, like articulate rise or things like that. Absolutely free for, yeah. nine out of 10 users like you're gonna have limit space limits eventually but your google slides if that was all you had in your google drive would not take up your free limitation for years you could be creating for years and and i want to pivot on one thing josh like because i i agree with you functionally institutionally like there's so many things that your local instructional design unit could do for you that you don't need this kind of cell yeah. homegrown system uh, if you don't have an instructional design unit in your institution Maybe you want your own self-reliance and, and you want to dig into this. That's no problem. But I'll, I'll say from kind of an adjuncts perspective, there's an adjuncts that I work with that are teaching at two and three institutions. Yes. And I could say it could be a really big, big benefit to them to be able to like centralize their content and, and their curriculum. So long as that curriculum is, so long as the course they're teaching across institutions meets the course objectives, I wouldn't have any problem with them using, you know, like a Google Drive folder of content that they've put together as like 
their psych 101 course that they're the instructor that teaches and then they use that across a couple yeah. institutions like now, that could be a really good tool for folks who are trying to save some time like that and i think that's a good point like if you're because i i interact with those same types of adjuncts who are teaching across different institutions they're they may use similar content across those institutions if you're in an environment like this this idea we're you know we're technically promoting this idea with google slides but this idea generally of an outside trying Google Slides, I think if you've never done something like this before, Google Slides would be an area that I would say um, that uh, we we roll with, um, that could work with. Um, to one point, I would say this. Um, my only encouragement would be, if you are going to go this route, um, go ahead and do um, like your example did, Will, from your instructor, who embedded it, I think, um, and linked it in his LMS, um do not i have had instructors who have done this um who have been like guess what all of your stuff is now over in google um and you're not going to work in your institutional lms do not do that if your institution has an (laughs) lms and here's why it's a horrible experience for your student for them to have to go to a different tool that they're not used to using entirely it's a totally different experience when you're embedding it inside so that would be my one caveat to any adjunct listening to this uh, who maybe gets that spark of an idea um, to be like, okay, awesome. I'll just create folders in Google. Google. I'll just give them my Google slides. We'll roll that way. Like that's the, uh, I think you still have to do the extra work of putting it in the current LMS that you're using. Well, and, and, and besides the extra work and all that, you just don't want the liability. Don't put student data in your personal. Yeah. Google you don't want that over folder. there. And that's why just I think like, keep that. this is the one area I would say it's not that hard to do a Google slide and put it in somewhere else. Like your instructor right. did and embed it. Um, Cause that's what he did in this case, like just reference. He didn't, from what I saw from what will show me, he didn't just link it. He actually embedded it in the page. So the student didn't have to go anywhere else. They just clicked through the slide um, inside canvas. Um, and I think that's, that's totally fine. Um, again, I think this is kind of the episode of caveats where it's like, um, it's similar to in, in interactive syllabus um, where it's like, if you aren't in a place where you need something like this, my only caveat to what uh, we're saying here is um, don't, don't do it uh, just because it's cool. Um, or don't just run into this idea because it sounds really cool. Um, because if you're not an adjunct who needs content in multiple places, or you're not needing content across multiple sections, just put it in your LMS. Like it's just, just do it. Okay. Because, and you can store your content somewhere else. That said, I do like this idea. There's, there's, I'm not against this idea. And I think there's some value to it. If you have to use it for the right reasons. And if you do need this for a reason, Google Slides is perfectly okay tool to use it with. I think there's, it is definitely an easy tool for the average faculty member to get into. Yeah, I totally agree. And thank you. Yeah, like I <laughs> I get a little uh, high in the sky sometimes with ideas and Josh is really good at keeping sure that um, we're aware of the institutional stuff and that we're that we're doing safe practices. And I think we balance each other pretty well that way with our ideas. And, and I, I'm not saying you aren't high in the sky like you, you get to the same. Yeah, no, I get to the same too, places. But, I, it, comes from our, it comes from my our two work environments and the way we yeah. do. I am. <laughs> I am the responsibilities. person. I am the person on the other side who has to hear about when an instructor decides to make his students go to Google, um, and a student complains about it. You know, I'm the one who has to deal with uh, on a regular basis if we have massive issues in a course where like content and instructor embedded is not working um, or isn't doing things. So I understand 
the sustainability issues that sometimes come up with it. With that said, this idea I think has value. And if you have to, if you go in this direction, I think Google Slides is a tool that could be easily used for that, which is why we're recommending it uh, in the in this section. So, all that to say, there's there's our our, our caveats of caveats upon caveats. Um, so uh, if I have to say that word again, uh, you know, whatever. Which um, word? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I don't have a Google app, a Google phone either, so it's not going to go off. I don't know why it would go off on caveats. So ah, I said it. Um, thank gotcha. you for joining us again this week uh, in the high tech podcast. As we're just you know carefully, I think, trying to take a look at how do we use the technology that is available to us uh, to have good learning inside our classrooms, whether we're dealing with the classroom face-to-face like some of you are, or you're teaching online or in a hybrid environment. We just want to harness the tech um, the best way we can. Um, So appreciate you guys joining us this week. Um, And uh, see ya. See ya.